Hi listeners, welcome back to TT with the Ballers, and this is episode fifth, where we have Utkarsh, Akash, and Shuja with us, and we'll be discussing the game week one, which went by last week. Last week, and we'll be starting off with Shuja, where I would like to ask him to, you know, shed some light on hundred million signing, which didn't go as planned for Manchester City, and very. Sensational human son's goal uh, gave them a one-nil defeat. Um, Shuja, what do you have? Uh, well, starting with uh, Grealish's debut, I don't think he played bad. I think he played really well. It was a very uh, subpar performance as a team from Manchester City, and uh, Spurs played really good as a unit. But I don't think uh, Grealish flopped on his debut. In fact, I think he was the best player on for Man City on that day. But yeah, again, uh, Spurs was the much better team. Uh, they executed their plan really well. They knew City would have majority of the position, and they defended really well. Hats off to Tanganga and Eric Dyer and the others who were defending. Obviously, uh, it's still early days. Can't say that uh, City won't bounce back from this. They've had, you know, they've had many chances. It's just that you know they were not scoring. And obviously, a lot of players, main players from Manchester City, are not back. Uh, the likes of John Stones or Emery Laporte or Kyle Walker, or you know, basically they didn't feel their best eleven. And uh, in my opinion, Spurs did, and except minus Harry Kane, of course. But yeah, a major uh, Harry Kane. Is, yeah, a major Harry Kane. But let's see if he plays another game for them or not. And yeah, I think as a team, Spurs played much better. And hats off to Nuno as well, his debut against Manchester City, and you know, getting off with upon with three points. Okay, so uh, do you think or do you feel that uh, Benjamin Mendy and Nathan Ake were not up to the mark while starting for the defense, and that is why Benjamin Mendy was brought uh, off later, and Zinchenko was brought on. I more than uh, blaming them for the goal uh, for Son was I would say uh, Spurs tactics was really good and at the same time having said that I felt that Manchester City kept losing the ball when they were attacking in like a very uh, what do you say weird position like a position that opened up a counter attack and Spurs attackers were well positioned like Lucas Moura was uh, always in a very good position to like start off a counter attack. And uh, City just kept losing the ball in attack. I think the attack was the reason why the uh, why why they conceded the goal in the first place. But yes, of course, can't say that. Uh, can't blame the can't say the defense was not at fault entirely. I really feel John Stones or uh, Emery Laporte could have done a better job. And obviously, Benjamin Mendy, according to me, is not the best of defenders. But yeah, it is what it is. Okay, okay. So no hurricane for Tottenham is. City is still targeting um, Harry Kane. Mm, City's position on Harry Kane is uh, very clear. They they still want him. They're offering 150 million plus add-ons for him. Now the ball is completely in uh, Spurs' court, and uh, I think they should take the 150 million and make a much better team. Uh, Harry Kane. They are, they are still pretty good. They played like that against uh, Manchester City, and they won without Harry Kane. So I think if they get that money, that kind of money for Harry Kane, they, they can still make a very good team and can actually become a strong top four side. So I don't see any reason why they should not be accepting 150 million for Harry Kane. Uh, but yes, uh, Harry Kane's position on this is right. He wants to go to Manchester City, 
but if he doesn't get to go and daniel levy somehow like keeps him then he will play for spurs i mean he is a spurs fan at the end of the day so enough of city and you have ferran torres played as a false nine and that was pretty much obvious since the beginning of the season as it is but coming to the spurs team um without the 150 million the spurs team does not look that bad right even without harry kane where um, steven bergwijn and lucas or where um, in the late second half the uh, christian was introduced in the midfield how how does tottenham's team look for this season are they ready i think um, i i mean i can't uh, really say from the one game they played against city but i still think they lack a lot of cutting edge in attack I mean, Steven Bergwijn, Lucas Moura—they are not the kind of players who will deliver day in, day out. Uh, you can expect that from uh, Son for sure. You can expect that from Harry Kane. But uh, Lucas Moura and Steven Bergwijn aren't really, you know, ninety-minute playing players. But they played against Manchester City. That is another topic altogether. That's because they didn't have that sort of uh, cutting edge in attack. But I think they've had new—they have new signings. They've uh, got bought in a kid from uh, Sevilla, Brian Gill. And yes. a central and and a central defender and Christian Romero. I think Christian Romero is a really good centre back, and uh, he, I mean he only played one minute because uh, of of the previous game, and uh, we, we we still need to see how he's doing. But he's a Copa America winner and he's a solid centre back for Atlanta. So I think Spurs' defence is good enough to maintain top six at the least this season. Okay, okay. um but does anyone else has to say anything about this picture or should we move ahead i think utkarsh has to say something one uh, first thing first i don't know shari gan has come out and said that i want to go to man city uh and the reason i'm saying that is that what if another club club comes in with 150 million will he go there so uh, just that one uh also i personally don't think that uh, tottenham will accept the offer this summer uh they have done a similar thing with gareth bale as well that they didn't sell him initially uh for that one year and then next year they eventually sold him so i can completely imagine that he stays here for another season uh, also the other reason why i feel tottenham doesn't want to sell because you will not get another harry kane one uh plus the market is such that there're not really any player out there which can replace harry kane you know or the the positions that they'll have to cover up and even if they buy say three four players it'll still not be enough is what i think uh, also i don't think spurs defense can be in top 6 i personally feel uh, while nuno will definitely improve them i feel spurs will struggle again uh, especially around december january and february time frame uh, when you know you have to really perform if you want to reach that next level so uh, because dyer is really slow sanchez is good but reckless yeah i, I have yeah he is kind of reckless while christian romero has been really solid for uh, atlanta and argentina uh english football is completely different that way wherein there are too many uh, you know balls over the top and way too many headers and if a player like thiago silva who has close to 15 16 years of experience comes to you and says ki you know my head hurts because of heading the football 
I genuinely feel that a player like Christian Romero will struggle. Um, and I have, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's at least my thinking. I don't think they, they have a team for top six. So until humans on and this guy performed really well because their midfield is really weak. If you genuinely see their midfield, they do not have any creative midfielders apart from Dele Ali. Uh, everyone else is pretty much a winger or of that sort. Harry Winks, pretty shit. Sissoko, pretty shit with respect to attacking Pagasa. Uh, not saying overall. Herberg as well, uh, again, pretty shit in attacking. Very good defensively. All of these players are box-to-box. But none of them are there who will give you you know, 10-15 goals a season from midfield, which is really needed in today's Premier League because you cannot be dependent on your wingers and strikers alone. And a prime you... example is Man City. Mm-hmm. Gundogan, Sterling, Ferran Torres, uh, Riyad Mahrez, all of these, while some of them are attackers, some of them, even De Bruyne, all of them in the on the whole, collectively, everyone chips in with their number of goals and that is why they are able to win the title. Which is something that I don't see happening in Tottenham. At least right now. And I don't think Bergwijn or Lucas are consistent enough like Lucas, uh, like Suza already mentioned. So, yeah. If Kane stays probably top six, like he said, uh, and provided he's on, he's not injured uh, for three, four but months. But if Kane goes, do you see them out of top six? If Kane goes, I think they, as a team, they'll be so demoralized that I don't see them probably. I see them probably finishing then ninth or 10th, probably somewhere where Arsenal finished last season. <laughs> so I think something similar. Then where will Arsenal finish this season? If not, <laughs> hopefully, they'll be in the first half of the table because they have just signed Odegaard and Ben White is also there. So that should help them. But then again, maybe they finish ninth and Spurs finish tenth. Like <laughs> London <laughs> happiness together. Oh, okay. And so Utkar, just to me, carry on yeah. with the conversation, uh, hmm. flying opening start to Manchester United's campaign, um, revealing of yeah. Varan and post that five pass Leeds United a hat trick for Bruno, hmm. a hat trick of hmm. assist for Pogba. How does the season look at the beginning of it? Looks very promising. But I think a lot of it has to go down to the fact that, you know, fans came back after really long uh, uh, into the stadium, which really lifted the atmosphere and that that sort of triggered the performance. I, I still have my share, fair share of doubts over the team winning the title this season. Uh, but I, I genuinely feel that we uh, Manchester United is a title contender, and as of now, uh, I think it's um, I I I feel they're better than uh, Liverpool squad overall. Uh, even Chelsea squad squad to some extent. I, I the only place where I would say Chelsea is slightly better stacked is with striker position. But then again, Lukaku has shot so many times in Premier League that. It's it's sort of a risky move for me, at least. But uh, you come into United, I think I, I I would be surprised if we did not finish in top two. At least I can I, I at least that is where I see the season going. Uh, I genuinely feel it, the Manchester United should be in top two. 
are you expecting united to make any other signing uh, with only 10 days or uh, 12 days left in the transfer window uh i think one might come in if we ship out uh, probably lingard and one more player um, as an i don't know i don't think we'll sign a right back but i think we are trying to get in a defensive midfielder uh but uh, all is dependent on uh, you know pogba's transfer if pogba leaves uh, this summer uh then we have uh, matlab we'll have enough money to go ahead for declan rice is what i feel uh but if pogba doesn't leave i don't think we have the money to go for declan rice okay okay but, so but, as of now uh, how do you uh, how do you see manchester united lining up for the next set of games coming up with varan uh, revealed and sancho in and continuously training with the team first team Uh, how do you see a regular basis lineup for manchester united um i i do see varan and maguire being the first choice center back and i also think uh, de gea will continue to be number one this season as well aaron van bissaka and luke shaw at uh, wing uh, you know defensive uh, positions on the right wing and left wing then I'm a little confused between Fred and Matic. I I really think for uh, some of the games it will be uh, Fred and Scott together again. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, for some uh, some of the matches where we'll only see Matic, uh, Bruno, Pogba, uh, Marcus, Jordan, and Cavani or Greenwood or Marshall, whoever. Uh, so I, I, I do. It's very difficult to predict United's lineup because I, I, I'm in that phase where there are so many options that, मतलब uh, I, I genuinely feel we have two very good teams in the squad. Uh, even the B team may not be as good as maybe Man City's B team, uh, but it's definitely close enough. So for you, it looks like a solid backline, but the front line may keep changing time to time. Yeah, I I think over the period of uh, over the season, I think that is why Liverpool has struggled last season. While everyone said that their defense was injured and blah blah, you were not even really scoring goals. There were a huge chunk of games where Liverpool hadn't scored at home. That's not down to your defense really, because the goals coming from your forward, and your forwards were not scoring. So you have to constantly crop and change because players get found out. if you play for against one player for multiple seasons uh teams find out how you're playing and they adjust and it's easier to cancel them i i'm not saying that you know those players career is over or something of that sort but generally they get found out and then these sort of players need to you know come up with something new like up there i feel that yeah up their game further which i feel you know uh, the entire liverpool forward line would do this season they would up their game even further uh because they lacked last season but at the same time uh i i do feel liverpool will struggle this season because uh while they have retained majority of their squad they haven't added anything new and everyone else have added so uh again this this season is going to be sort of stacked and because this season is going to be stacked you again need a bigger squad which liverpool does not have right now again 
while they've signed a center back and yeah, but like i said it's very shady for you uh not shady i would say i just don't see them to be that strong especially since other teams have added more players in their squad uh, again uh, while uh, man city have spent millions on jagrilish they have actually lost out kuneguero i i personally don't think uh, grilish has still not performed at the level where aguero has performed and got given them that many goals i don't think grilish adds that so to be very honest i don't think man city have replaced him yet or at least bring in enough replacements who can take up for uh, you know uh, aguero same with uh, with liverpool as well while they have got thiago will be better chamberlain's back from injury milner is there nabiketa is there uh, but then again if, if if they lose one or two players in their attack it is pretty empty as an i don't know uh, who can come in from liverpool side you know on the bench who would be say as good as hakim zek coming in for chelsea or someone like uh, if if you just compare man city's yesterday uh, team which played uh, if if they had a kevin de bruyne on the bench uh, man city can still put up a very strong lineup and still call kevin de bruyne from the bench or bring in riyad mahrez and play someone else i don't think liverpool can do that uh, they have good players but they're not at the same level as others so I feel Liverpool would be probably somewhere third or fourth types, but my top four would remain same as last last year last uh, season. Last season, the, last season sir. Just that their order might change a little. Hopefully, City becomes fourth, which would be very interesting. But uh, hope for the best. Be prepared for the worst. Is what very critical do. insight from your end, Okarsh, and we'll be moving on to Akash and. we'll be speaking with him regarding what you have said and the liverpool's match so moving forward with uh, the liverpool match uh, akash what do you have to say about the match and more importantly what do you have to say about utkarsh's harsh critics over liverpool's bench uh, first of all uh, liverpool <clears throat> looked in scintillating form uh, like in the opening game of the season Mosala Mo was the most captain player in the first round of FPL season, uh, and he didn't dis- disappoint. He got one goal and two assists, and uh, Diego Jota also opened his uh, account for the season. Um, and I, uh, what I saw in Liverpool the, this time is like Salah is less selfish than like last season. He's creating opportunities for his teammates. I saw, I saw that which I would, I did which I didn't see last season. uh and what utkarsh said about bench strength i think uh, we don't have big name players in the bench but i think still think that they can do the job i think players like takumi minimino okay they he went on a loan last season to southampton and for three or four months he was the best player in southampton okay then uh, then we have like we the we have front three like mosala sadio mane and sarmino now we have added jota Jota seems to be in goal-scoring form of his life, so I think Jota will be a, a, a tremendous asset for Liverpool this season. 
and when it comes to he talking about uh, uh, ben strength it's it's okay to have ben strength but you need a manager and you need tactics to work on that okay uh, with united i see so united have been signing a lot of good players lot of uh, what do you call stars over the years but i didn't see anyone performing they really that well uh, from the likes of de maria sebastian schweinsteiger only one person i can uh, lay emphasis on is latan who performed really well in united otherwise uh, all of them were play flops and i still think that uh, united have uh, have uh, like uh, in, uh, increased their brand strength they got more stronger this season but i think uh, uh, and we is podcast review podcast review is told, like he was is based upon the the way united performed in the first game of the season also and also so i think you leeds united was a word tailor made for united and they also they also defeated illusional last in 6-2 so i think uh, judging united from leeds performance is it will not be a fair thing because leeds united usually play all attack and they leave a lot of uh, space in behind Uh, although fernandez staff started off the season with a hat trick and hat trick of goals and uh, pogba looked a different player on the pitch but <laughs> i i still think that uh, i still think that you you need a good manager and a good tactics uh, good tactics uh, to uh, survive and win uh, to be a title contender and win premier league and i still think united doesn't have that and when it comes to chelsea having ben strength i totally agree with that because the likes of zia coming from the bench it will always be a surety to them so um, i still think that liverpool will do well this season uh, even i have heard that uh, mane and salah will be going in for african african cup of nations in january for a month but i am still saying that they will be a contender for the title because we uh, we as a team are not dependent upon uh, individual as such other teams are we are a good team and also a team of good individual players i cannot say the same about united uh, that's the difference <laughs> it's a war uh, anyone wants to add to that just one small point if sala and mane do go for african cup of nations then i think navi keita will also go probably because i think even yeah, as a big yeah so yeah your three players are gone and i personally then don't see liverpool winning a lot of games yeah, because then I... one injury to diego jota and then you don't have a striker apart from bobby we have fabinho and we have uh, yeah that's uh, bobby yeah we have uh, takumi minimino is also there <laughs> he'll do well i think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hopes he scored minamino he he, he scored two in. goals in 6 months man he scored two goals in 6 Aray, months he was he didn't play a lot he played like 3 3 uh, months starting 3 months and he did well in southampton so, of the way they were playing he improved them and uh, i saw it in the season and... he scored on in every game in this <coughs> season and i uh, i think that uh, he looks uh, faster uh, and he looks more agile and he looks more stronger so i still think he has a role to play in this season when mane and sala will go if they will go it's not sure yet but if they will go 
I think Chamberlain also plays up front, right? Yeah, Chamberlain can also play in right. So, all in all, you, Akash, you feel that Liverpool is very much capable of uh, repeating what they have done in the past two seasons, and uh, I would say not the last season. Last season was a bit. Uh, Demi Daga for them uh, because of the injuries and a lot of changes in the lineups. But do you see rigid lineup as I asked Rutkarsh as well? Do you see a rigid lineup for Liverpool this season? Rigid as in same starting eleven. Yes, for... same at least uh, uh, at least five. I, w- I would like to see some of the, some changes. I I would like to see Jota playing up front instead of Firmino. We need goals from a striking position. And Jota is also a pressing monster like uh, Firmino. So, so I think uh, he will replace Firmino and Firmino will uh, come from the bench uh, 60 minutes uh, in every game. And I think that uh, in, in, in midfield, uh, he'll play, Klopp will play Fabinho and Thiago for most games and he'll, he'll chop and change the other midfield position. And, uh, where it comes to, where, uh, and when at the back, we have we'll, like short, short thing, Van Dijk and Van Dijk, Matip or Van Dijk, Konate or Van Dijk, Gomez. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, now that we are done with United, Liverpool, City and Spurs, let's talk about Chelsea. Um, how do you see Chelsea season panning out? Uh, they started really well. Uh, brilliant Marcus Alonso free kick. A Christian Pulisic goal and a debut goal for Trevor Chaloba. Do you see Chaloba playing on the longer run this season? I I think Chaloba is a good prospect, but for Chelsea, if Chelsea wants to uh, compete for Premier League, I think he would not be playing in starting eleven for the rest of the season. He will uh, come on and off when they'll get when they'll win by three goals, then he can come on and show his skills. But I still think. Uh, uh, are more, what do you call it, uh, a more experienced person can take this place and perform well. Okay. So, yeah, uh, when 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 we say this about Chelsea, like the lineup which was sent out for, as a back three was Chaloba, Christensen and Rudiger. But uh, uh, next week, Arsenal is upcoming for Chelsea at Emirates and Emirates Stadium. And uh, Thiago Silva is back. Uh, you can see Cesar Aspilicueta who will be on the right side of the three and Reese James taking over the right wing back. So, less amount of chance for Chaloba and more chances for, I would say, Reese James uh, and yeah. Aspilicueta with Thiago Silva in. But the addition of Lukaku, would that make a major, major difference uh, in Chelsea's lineup because as per Utkarsh, he has not been that great. But uh, I personally feel that apart from his Manchester United spell, he has done brilliant in West Brom, Everton and his last two seasons in Inter. But let's keep that aside. Let's talk about the Premier League. Um, Just one point on... on uh, I, I think he did decently in Manchester as well. But as a player, I just feel... He's the type of player who needs, uh, you know, he's not that lethal man. As in, you know, he needs four or five chances to score one or two goals. He's not that sort of a striker who gets one chance, one goal. Uh, And 
th- that's where you know i feel lukaku struggles always and i've seen his him play even for inter uh, for manchester united as for everton and uh, west brom i think it's a small it, it's a much smaller club in comparison to the clubs that he's played for now and the sort of pressure that is there which i'll see manchester united and maybe in, even inter milan that sort of pressure he would have never faced in west brom and everton and when you are under pressure Uh, are you able to really perform? It, it, it's a different ballgame altogether. Uh, so while, as we can see, uh, even with Wilfred Zaha, who plays for Crystal Palace right now, and you know everyone's like Gaga over him that he's so good, we, we should buy him. But he was not able to handle the pressure at uh, Manchester United. Memphis Depay wasn't able to handle the pressure at Manchester United, and now that he's grown, he's twenty six, twenty seven years. that he feels that he can handle that sort of pressure and perform for a club like barcelona otherwise i generally don't think that memphis had what he has now at least back then uh, maybe lukaku has grown over the period of time uh, and he'll do much better this time around uh, with chelsea and you know he'll score more goals and perform much better but till he starts doing that i remember the pathetic stretches that he had in manchester united and a lot of skepticism just, around lukaku yeah I, i i'm 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 really looking forward to him performing for chelsea uh, but at the same time uh, you know because of what has happened there's a the dark past, history not even dark history man. i just feel that maybe he maybe he'll do really better and he'll prove me wrong and if he does that that's great for him uh, but yeah i have my doubts as in i i do feel that he he'll probably you know if i have to say put it give a number to it maybe 60% of me feels that he'll do well but 40% of me also feels that dude there's a good chance that he can he can screw up so okay that's yeah uh, so i think look uh, the united games the game the style of play didn't suit lukaku i uh, that's why he didn't uh, he didn't didn't do exceptionally well he you should remember it that he used to score like a lot of goals for everton and he used to he used to get one chance he used to score his goal uh, goal scoring technique is n- not a topic to discuss here because he is a versatile goal scorer he uh, he can go he can score goals from uh, like he can score headed goals he can go score uh, he can score curl goals he can score uh, every type of goal possible i think that uh, united playing of Style, uh, playing style didn't suit him, and uh, Chelsea will suit him definitely. Uh, I think because at that point of time, Mourinho uh, was the United manager, and he used to he used to give long balls to Lukaku, and Lukaku was not is not great at first touch. He is he is like a runner. He runs through runs across defenders and may uh, and scores goals. Uh, i uh, i think uh, that's why he didn't do well in uh, uh, united i think that that's my point okay okay but that's exactly how west brom and everton played and he yeah. did really well for them so no everton I, I everton also... he used to score goals uh, making runs and on he used he was very different he was more agile and he was he had less uh, what do you call it? he was a fatter in united and He he waited waited less in Everton and he used to be agile. He used to run really fast. I know he was better. He was a better player back then in Everton. At United, 
I, I still feel that the playing style didn't suit him. And his first touch is not also really good to be a United striker. Because levels of United, when you, when you talk about United and uh, their the striking position, you need a striker who is good at first touch. Like, that's a prerequisite. And Lukaku didn't have that at that point of time. Maybe he improved it. Because uh, first touch is a thing that can be improved over time. Maybe he, he has improved it. Okay, okay. Um, so, trying to bring in Shuja here. Yeah. Chelsea is all about so, striking options. So, Tammy Abraham out. Lukaku is Tammy. in. And Werner has not scored in the first game. How do you see Chelsea's attacking options? I see Chelsea's attacking options as pretty good. Uh, again, I'll start with Lukaku. So, definitely Lukaku is not the same player he was in his previous stint in Premier League, which was with Manchester United. He's definitely grown as a player. Uh, as in, okay, how much can you grow? He's been like, okay, fine. But uh, I think the extent at Inter Milan, Inter Milan has been really good for him. Having said that, uh, Premier League is another ball game because uh, I think Lukaku, he's learned to read the game well. But at the same time, I've, I think he's a you know space kind of guy. Like He needs a lot of space. He's not the kind of guy, you know, who uh, if, if somebody's sitting back, obviously, like your Chelsea and a lot of the teams, the small teams that you're going to be playing against, they're going to be sitting back for most of the time and they're going to, you know, create a low block. And I don't think he can do much in those low blocks unless, you know, he scores from a corner or something like that. Uh, his first touch, yeah, he can score a header or something like that. But the uh, majority of the games, okay, see, six, six big teams, the rest are all, you know, Sapar, right? I mean, compared mm-hmm. to Chelsea. So, majority of the games you will be playing against teams like that. So, unlocking low blocks is, uh, you know, very, you need to be a bit, you know, good at, good at, you know, with pace and dribbling and things like that. And I think Lukaku is a very good physical striker. But, you know, most of the times you have to be a bit of, you know, Firmino or, you know, like how Mahrez does it. Uh, so I I still think he'll do well, but as speaking for Werner, I mean his first season has not been that great, but it's still really early to you know uh, keep him like you know sell him like as I I read somewhere today that uh, Chelsea was training uh, with their yeah, uh, in yes. front of their fans and some fan over the PA uh, said that uh, Werner please leave or something. So <laughs> I mean <laughs> yes. if that is the sentiment among fans after one season. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, that's there. Okay. That's being unfair on that on the strikers. Okay and, and, okay, and you know, selling him for Lukaku, who is who's come for one thirty million. How long is Lukaku's contract? Five years. Five years. So one thirty million over five years. So minimum, you have to, you know, he has to play five years because if you sell him, he's not going to go for one thirty million plus, right? You are going to make a loss if you sell him if he doesn't perform well. At least with Warner, he's young. You can you can always you know he can always grow and develop. But uh, with Lukaku, if you sell him, then uh, the amortization and all those things will come into the scene and it will be a huge loss if he doesn't play well. I think Chelsea shouldn't have bought him in the first place. But now that they've done it, I, there's no other option but to perform. I don't see him on the bench. He's uh, he's going to play number nine. And Werner might play left wing and you know give more options. One last make... position to discuss, um, Shuja, over Chelsea's formation. Ben Chilwell and Marcus Alonso, who's the preferred left wing back you would like to have in your team, or a team as Chelsea? I would. Would I would want to have 
I would want to have Ben Chilwell, but uh, for Tuchel, for some reason, it's Marcus Alonso. Uh, uh, I can see that because uh, Marcus Alonso, he he has more experience. He uh, he Chilwell sometimes, you know, he's a very good player, but he has his days. But yeah, I think he just for the start, you know, I think uh, Ben Chilwell is still yet to become like come come into the full rhythm and you know be match ready. I think Marcus Alonso has had a good preseason as well. So I think that's why he's starting as of now. But once uh, it's a competition, right? It what happened in training, we don't know. So once Ben Chilwell starts, you know, playing better than him, he'll be back in the lineup. Okay, okay. So that's all covering the Premier League. Uh, yeah, I have a uh, I have a thing to say about uh, Marco Marco Alonso. Yes, please. So I think what uh, Tuchel sees in him, uh, I see it too. Uh, I think he, that guy has a great left foot. He and he has a like he he has a knack for goal scoring goals. I think he has a best left foot in Chelsea's squad. I think his left foot his left foot is comparative uh, comparable to Lucas Podolski of Arsenal the, back then when he used to score near post goals uh, with a rocket shot. I think I think it, it, Ben Chilwell is good. Uh, he he is a like uh, he's a left back who makes runs and. Gives uh, ground crosses, but Marcus Alonso has other assets which, like Chelsea team, can he's need uh, from minded. time to time. Yeah, he is more attacking minded, and his free kick technique is really good. Uh, the amount of time he takes free kicks and scores them, uh, you should see the stat. Right, it it, it will be like say 60, 70 percent. I think he's he's really good at free kicks. He's his shooting is really good, and a when he doesn't make runs because he's not fast enough, but he can cross the ball uh, from from uh, corner uh, from corners and from what they call set pieces. So uh, I think Chutukal will chop and change between Alonso and. So Chen- there is Chen- a good fight for left wing back. In fact, there's yeah. a good fight for at least every position in Chelsea as of now. So I am hoping Chelsea to go ahead and grab the cup this season. But um, let's see how that pans out. (laughs) Um, So, moving on to the other leagues. We have Barcelona having a flying start. Do you mean Carling Cup by any chance? Uh, Carabao Cup? No, I meant Premier League Cup. (laughs) And probably Champions League as well. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Okay. Real Madrid so, incarnate. Back to back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, moving on to the other league which we have, uh, La Liga. Real Madrid off to a flying start. I It did not look like they missed Sergio Ramos. Atletico Madrid, a very crazy match they had. And Barcelona off as well with four goals equivalent to Real Madrid. Um, Shuja, would you like to shed some light on how uh, La Liga has started off their campaign? Uh, I think all were most, more or less expected results, in my opinion. Uh, see, having said that, uh, let's start with Real Madrid. Uh, they played really well. And as I had predicted at the signing of Alaba, contrary to popular opinion that he would be playing uh, centre-back, he didn't. He played left-back. And uh, I see him playing there for most of the games when Poland Mendy is not playing well. 
and uh, he will be uh, real uh, he he has basically come to real madrid to be a proper left back and uh, you know play wherever he enjoys the, playing the most so carlo ancelotti has a very good team on his hands right now uh, i don't know uh, i really don't think they will be missing sergio ramos i mean obviously you will miss your legends right they cannot replicate the same things but having said that with the competition that you have i mean everybody has lost someone or the other and the competition at the end of the day remains the same between the three clubs three or four clubs it is no longer a, you know two 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 hours race it is a four hours race now even sevilla is a really good team uh hazard is really uh, playing well he's back to full fitness his ankle injury is a thing of the past i think he is going to be fit throughout this season uh and real madrid ha- the only area i think real madrid lack is the midfield uh modric casemiro and uh, valverde or cruz uh the midfield i feel is a bit uh, shaky they they're not good in that area uh but uh, i i see i see them doing well this season not as bad as one would have expected same goes for barcelona uh obviously having the troubles that they've gone through recently real madrid and barcelona both uh, their deaths have been overly exaggerated uh they're not going to you know be that far behind as much as everyone had expected uh barcelona has lost messi and real madrid has lost varan and ramos yet i still see them uh, you know in the top 2 Uh, in this league uh, atletico madrid also has a really good squad on their hands uh, but i still think it will be back to basics this year with you know the top two being shared by either of barcelona and real madrid mm, coming to barcelona's game uh, uh, right now barcelona is a bit uh, short on attack obviously uh, messi is gone and uh, ansu fati is going to come only in september and uh, usman dembele is also injured but uh, one, and uh, but they have a lot of squad depth in my opinion uh, it's just a matter of september and uh, everyone will be back uh, aguero is to come then uh, griezmann is playing really well coutinho is fit uh, then midfield is also having a lot of options mm, i see them playing uh, i see them going back to 433 because now that they have everyone uh, the goals are going to come from almost all the players i mean griezmann depe ansu uh, pedri pedri is also back he has not taken a holiday he is not taken a holiday uh, one dedicated goddamn player he is he is really dedicated we offered him a a, a, vaca- a vacation or a time off but him and eric garcia both were like no we just want to train and uh, the thing is it justified right i mean uh, he is 18 years old and there are players who are like you know much older than them and they require the fitness and uh, the other things and they're still playing a lot of games and he is someone who wants to make a name for himself after having one season in las palmas and then suddenly to barcelona he has not imagined what is he, he himself didn't think that this would be his life and he does not want to let it go and uh, despite us telling him to like you know take a vacation he he wants to play so we can't do anything about that uh and obviously it is not like barcelona has a lack of options in midfield they have a lot of options in midfield in my opinion uh, and a lot of young talent coming through la masia as well uh, i think they have the best midfield right now in the world i mean in my opinion it's the best midfield in the world with you know franky deong and pedri being you know two really good you know stars of star, upcoming stars and uh, sergio busquets he is still really good and 
he still interprets the game like no other and the the backup options in you know uh, la masia talents like gavi and sergio roberto in midfield coutinho he is going to get the number 10 this season as per a lot of reports that i've seen that uh, barcelona is backing him because he is completely fit and somebody has to wear the number 10 we cannot just retire it that is the rule of la liga you cannot retire it otherwise you only play with 24 players in your squad so uh, the maximum all the reports are saying that he is going to be wearing messi's number 10 and it would give him some amount of confidence as well mm, yeah so that's how i see their season panning out with obviously the first choice being busquets diong and pedri um are you do you have a open a mind towards if pedri plays a lot is there an injury coming to him because that is what happened to ansu fati last season uh no not really ansu fati's injury was not a result of him playing a lot of games it was just unfortunate as it would have been with any other player if somebody you know gives you a sliding tackle and you land awkwardly on your knee in the case of van dijk as we have seen or in the case of a lot of players in the world uh, i mean such injuries are bound to happen and he is only 17 minutes 17 and 18 years old at that age uh, i don't think there are some players especially with when it comes to pedri right i think there are a lot of players like that who you know they don't get injured that easily i mean touchwood i don't think he will be getting injured he uh, he he plays the game the kind of game he plays it's not very easy to foul him uh, and uh, obviously when a lot of players you know twice his age are like not getting injured and playing so many games so why should he he's 18 and uh, he he and the amount and the kind of metabolism and the physique that you have at that age i think you can take a few kicks okay and uh, for the upcoming week uh, barcelona atletico and real all three teams are going to play the teams who have who drew in the game week one where um, athletic club and uh, elsh they drew nil nil and apart from that uh, you know real madrid is facing levante who drew with cadiz 1-1 a difficult game week too uh for barcelona yes uh, i don't think it is for real madrid uh, and uh, atletico madrid i am expecting them to have a to draw for some reason i think elsh is a pretty good side i mean uh, people don't watch anybody other than barcelona and real madrid and atletico so they don't know uh, how these teams perform but i think elch is a pretty good side i think atletico would draw against them real madrid should win uh, levante against levante because uh, bale hazard and benzema are going strong barcelona i really can't say it's athletic bilbao it's never uh, it's never easy against bilbao okay so quickly moving on to the next league uh where utkarsh what do you think it does dortmund stand a chance of winning this season are are bayern up to the mark or can bayern do it so i i, I think they will do it i don't see any other club being in bayern's league uh this season as well as in dortmund has only got weaker and uh, there is no other club who can match bayern munich i think bundesliga is going to bayern again uh, any contrary I, opinion to that uh no i still even i think uh, i i think bayern is going to play 
not as good as football as they have played in the recent years uh, but i still think they will win i saw the game against dortmund yesterday dortmund played the better football in all the aspects but my god the kind of mistakes that they committed you cannot do that those things when someone like robert lewandowski is you know playing uh, playing up front for them the uh, their their defender he passed he passed and he passed it straight to the uh, he passes straight to the bayern player and he dromed that lewandowski was like through on goal and he scored that is how they scored all those goals uh, but dortmund played really good football they have some really good talent in uh, jude bellingham and margot royes and haland and a lot of i can see richard playing at the back <laughs> yeah how is Richel, it possible yeah akanji was the player akanji was the player who uh made that uh, really really horrible pass and that led to another goal the kind of goal marco roy scored yesterday it was a beauty and it was almost calling for a comeback but akanji killed the game off with that stupid pass and i think they will do more of the same through the season that is why dortmund will not uh you know reach bayern's level especially given the amount of talent that comes through their team i still think why do they sell them like you know so quickly and for money i mean at the end of the day i think they just want money that's more that's more important to them than winning titles okay the amount of talent that they've sold in the recent years if they had retained them all or you know hold, held on to them for much longer and built a team around them they would have beaten bayern ages ago but uh, they they, are, they don't seem to be interested in doing that so why should they win so it's okay i think uh, bayern is a much deserving side to win bundesliga this season as well um akash do you have a do you have the same opinion or do you think differently uh i think bayern has, uh, dortmund has gone weaker this season with jaden sancho missing uh, uh i think it will be a score in the park for but the bayern this season i think they will win it uh, comfortably uh as for me i wouldn't say a comfortable win for bayern but uh, i definitely see a dortmund giving a tough fight to bayern and i hope that erling haaland um, gives a tough fight or give bayern a run for the money or the cup if they are aiming to and finally moving on to the team of this season which looks like uh, they are going to win a championship on mars as well psg with messi mbappe neymar and the rest of the lot which they have vinaldum verratti marquinhos ramos donnarumma <laughs> hakimi uh, a pretty Let's good galacticos bro in short <laughs> just call them galacticos the new age galacticos so it's it's It basically yeah reincarnation of that real madrid side right with beckham and roberto carlos and ronaldo nazario and luis figo basically just a reincarnation of that so uh, they have had two game weeks and uh, they have won both the games but they have not featured a lot of their new signings uh, only ashraf hakimi has featured till now and what do you see coming out of um, uh, the PSG team in the coming season or the coming lineups. Mm, I think I think League One is a surety. I mean that should not even be a question that should be asked. 
and if it is a question that is being asked by december then i think <laughs> he should he should drown <laughs> himself in water because last season league national league he should drown himself in water in my opinion <laughs> if that happens <laughs> how can you how can you not win league 1 with this squad i mean you first of all the prize money of league 1 is only 50 million okay <laughs> so how can you spend more than your prize money like every season and not win that that competition okay it is i mean it is not your question that should be asked the question that should be asked is when will they win champions league okay that that has to be you know a big failure if they don't win it this season i mean with all you know with the squad that they have and everything that is going around uh how do you Messi, see consistency do you see consistency in the psg's team there they will be having a a lot of change in their lineup and not to compare but similarly chelsea had a lot of changes in their lineup last season managed to win champions league <laughs> uh, will it happen for psg Oh, it's not. I don't think it is. In, it is about chemistry anymore. I mean, the look at the players, right? They are so mature and they are like in their prime. Vinaldum, Verratti, Messi, Neymar, and Messi and Neymar have a lot of chemistry, don't they? And Neymar and Mbappe have really good chemistry. So I, I still, I still see this team as a Champions League potential Champions League winner, and. Uh, and the kind of keepers they have kelor nawaz and donnarumma okay it's hard to say like till when will kelor nawaz play when will donnarumma come or if kelor nawaz will just play league 1 so that is that, that is the kind of squad that they have okay so but i still think uh, they have a very good starting 11 uh, in the backup area I, also they are pretty good but not as good as other teams like manchester city are uh i think any crucial player of theirs or if they have some multiple injuries at the same time uh i think they will i i think then it will be a problem for them but it it i mean it it would be a comfortable champions league win in my opinion they are the best team going around right now okay and the most valuable okay. team as well yeah. okay okay so that that's that and for game week 2 in epl we have three big games coming up i would say Uh, that would be wolves and tottenham nuno's old team versus the new one arsenal chelsea at emirates and west ham and leicester city uh, what are your takes on that guys just give me a prediction on that easy win for chelsea i mean no okay not easy win but win for chelsea uh, tottenham and leicester city okay akash i'll go for chelsea uh, that's a easy and then uh leicester and uh, what what was the other game wolves and tottenham right yeah. uh, i'll go for uh, tottenham beating wolves yeah utkarsh chelsea west ham tottenham chelsea west ham and tottenham okay guys so we have the predictions logged in for the game week 2 please stay tuned for more to come on the game week 2 and we'll be doing a special uh, episode for the champions league draw next week um, until then see you guys thank you very much for listening thank you take care bye bye